0: A big week uh, for both of the NFL locals here Jets and the Giants as the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes will be starting in a couple of days technically they could start uh, chatting now uh, but uh, it'll be madness and the Giants of course uh, the number 2 pick in the draft uh, trying to fill some holes as well they they cut Dominic Rogers Cromarty yesterday and some more drama uh with uh, Odell Beckham Jr and welcome on right now Pat Leonard covers the Giants for the New York Daily News and Pat it's great having you on how you doing
1: Pete, very well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, I'm excited. This will be a uh, a crazy spring for the Giants, no doubt.
0: In uh, both these teams, you can have you know we could have two new quarterbacks in New York in a couple of months. So it is uh, a huge off season for both the Jets and the Giants. And the Giants, of course, also have. Uh, Drama that will extend beyond free agency in the draft with Odell Beckham Jr. And whether or not he gets his contract, does he show up? And now this past weekend, a picture surfaces on social media of him in bed with a model, a pizza, and some drug paraphernalia would appear. Uh, What do you make uh, of what we saw from Odell Beckham Jr. in that photo?
1: Yeah, I think even if you give him the benefit of the doubt, and even if you say that you know he didn't use drugs in that, in that scenario, and he was just putting himself in a bad position. The mere appearance that he's around drugs and you know in a compromising position in that way, and that he he's making that kind of news is just another level of the same concern that John Mara and Dave Gettleman have to have when they're talking about investing potentially a hundred million dollars and you know sixty at minimum of that guaranteed in a young man like that who is very talented, but the Giants right now are all about cleaning up their organization to act, and this type of thing is definitely going to hurt Beckham in the wallet. It remains to be seen how long this will drag on now. The Giants could completely back away from negotiations if they want. They can control him for three more years with the fifth-year option and these two franchise tags on top of it, or do they explore a trade, which is what I wrote in the Daily News today. You know, I think if he doesn't fit what they see their franchise needing to be, they need to explore all their options.
0: But at the end of the day, do you think this is surprising to the Giants? It
1: isn't, but that's the disappointing thing. I think you make a great point there. Like It's so disappointing that they have the same conversations with him over and over again, and the same things keep happening. And I've, I wrote this, and I've said this. I think Beckham is earnest when he sits there in John Mara's office or Jerry Reese's before, whoever's, and he tells them he's trying to do the right thing He's trying to mature. That he like, he does try. I mean, he wants to win and be his best self. I don't doubt that. But there's some disconnect between his intentions and his actions, and it's gotten to the point where, as you correctly note, it's not a surprise. Does that affect his trade value if they do try to trade him? Um, I know this though. The Giants have to be. If they were they were already second guessing, they have to be doubling back again. On whether or not they want to invest long term in this man, even though he is as talented as everybody says.
0: And how much do you think this could affect him in in the wallet? Uh, and, you know, again, if it's not going to be necessarily surprising behavior, you're basically making the decision: Oh, is this guy talented enough as a wide receiver that? We don't need him to be a leader. All he needs to do right. catch passes. You, you deal with the rest as it happens. Is, is that good a receiver? That you know right. that becomes the argument more so than well, we got to change the whole culture and and this will be how we'll start by excising uh, you know an immensely talented player like Beckham.
1: Well, I think no matter what you're paying him, as long as you're on, he's on your team. You have to be wondering: Is this going to be the Odell Beckham show featuring Eli Manning and the Giants? Unless he's off the team. So that would be the first thing I'd say because of the type of grand personality he is and talent. But also, I think, let's say this. There were reports, uh, NFL Network reported that he was looking for more than $20 million a year, and that would make him the highest paid receiver. Now, I've talked to people who have said, you know, forget any of the other factors. He's definitely worth $15 million a year just based on his talent and what the what the market is for wide receivers. The problem with that is if Beckham wants to be the highest-paid receiver, that would not make him that. That would put him behind not only Antonio Brown, but also DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans, who just got a new deal that's paying him $16.5. Now, it, you know, $15, 20000000 are we talking about? He'd still be a very highly-paid receiver, no doubt, but it's also about the guaranteed money. So not only would his average annual possibly be a lot lower, but if the Giants were going to give him $60 million guaranteed on a $100 million deal – And now they're saying, why do we have to give you more than 20 We don't want to wrap that much money up in a guy who we know we can't control and can't trust to be on his best behavior. So that would be the most significant area, the guaranteed money.
0: And again, we're talking with Pat Leonard of the Daily News. And yeah, it's a great point in the different ways with these NFL contracts that players can be hit. Uh, You wrote you think the Giants should be... You know, assessing what Odell Beckham Jr.'s trade value might be. Uh, yeah. Do Do you really think the Giants should be looking to trade Beckham right now, or just calling I around?
1: It. I mean, if I'm if I'm Dave Gettleman, I'm gauging the market. I mean, if, and if I'm just here's here's how I feel about it. I listen to John Mara when he speaks, and I think everybody who knows him agrees that, you know, he's tr- what he's telling you. He's trying when John Mara is talking. He's trying to be honest. He's trying to deliver. Um, you know, his true feelings about what he wants the franchise to be, whether it's that he's embarrassed or whether it's what he wants to happen or wants to see or wants the franchise to represent. And when I hear him talk and then I watch what Beckham is doing and I watch these types of distractions and behavior, I see that they do not align. Now, I don't know how many instances it will take for Mara to say enough is enough, but I do know and we all know that after – the incident in Philadelphia on the field where he lifted his leg after scoring the touchdown, Damaris sat him down and basically said enough is enough. He later said on ESPN radio, he said that he held up a picture of one of the back pages and said, is this what you want your legacy to be?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So everybody has read him the riot act. And especially where the Giants sit right now, as they do their homework on the draft, they're at number two. If they could move up to number one and get more picks from the Browns next year, um, or if they could... You know, swing a deal with a team desperate for a wide receiver like Chicago. You know, who needs somebody for Mitch Trubisky to throw to? Uh, you have a lot of GMs right now who've shown a huge appetite for trading, more so than we've seen in the past. So. I think there's no question about it. You would uh, you would kind of put feelers out into the market,
0: and that you know, potential deal with the Browns is, is something you wrote about that I find interesting. We'll, we'll circle back to it. Do we know have uh, as Dave Gettleman, the new general manager, have he and Odell Beckham Jr. had any conversations? Have they reached out to one another at all over the the last few months?
1: Yeah, they actually they talked in January, and um, you know, basically it was Gettleman telling him what they expect, and also trying to trying to learn about who he is, because one thing Gettleman stressed is that he wants to know the why behind everything that not just Beckham, but any player, whether it's Eli Apple or whoever, he wants to establish his own relationship. And so he had Beck- or Gettleman actually told us at the combine that he's texted with Beckham now and then just to see how he's doing, especially checking up on his rehab and that Beckham every now and then is back here in New Jersey, New York, uh, you know, to kind of show the Giants his progress or, uh, basically, get checked by you know the, by the doctors as he recovers from the ankle surgery. So they they had been in constant touch with him, uh, but I thought you know the tweet that he sent out when he would that he would play in zero preseason games. I know he says it was misconstrued, but shortly after that came the reports that he wants twenty mil plus um, and that he really is going to dig in for that type of amount. And then then comes this and this video comes out at really the worst possible time for Beckham I mean it couldn't be any worse he has so much to lose you could make the argument with his 25 million dollar Nike contract for five years that he signed which has incentives that can bump it up that he might take a few million less because he already has this money he doesn't want for it but you could also say on the flip side that would make it easy for easier for him to hold out for a bigger deal Mm -hmm. from the Giants because he has this money coming in from Nike So it could go either way from his standpoint.
0: But this is for sure. You have that much on the line. It's such a big offseason for Beckham. You want to keep your nose clean and, and not find any yeah. trouble, and uh, Beckham uh, unable to do that, uh, as, as we saw this past weekend, as we chat with Pat Leonard uh the Daily News. I, I get asked about the draft and the Giants' plans. Well, what I find interesting is the idea of trading with the Browns for number 1. Why would you look at that as something advantageous? I mean, obviously you're moving up a spot, but is there a way that you think the first round or those first couple of picks might play out that it would behoove the Giants to move up one spot?
1: Yeah, I I think the way it would play out that way would be if the Giants quarterback and the Browns preferred quarterback was the same guy. I think that's how it would work out. Um, You know, Saquon Barkley's a special player, and I'm not saying the Giants won't take him, but I feel like their needs between, you know, between the fact that when you're that high in the draft, you take a quarterback, Gettleman's a disciple of Ernie Acorsi, who valued the quarterback when you're at the top of the draft, um, and then they also desperate for offensive line help, so there's a guy there, Quentin Nelson, um, who can help them a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they don't take Barkley, but I do think that trading up to one would involve a quarterback that maybe both teams coveted. And in that scenario, though, if the Browns were set on taking that QB at one, uh, then maybe they wouldn't trade the pick under any circumstance to anybody. But you saw the Bills today as part of a trade uh, of their left tackle Cordy Glenn to Cincinnati they swapped one of their first round picks with the Bengals and moved up from I think 21 to 12 so there are teams outside of just the Giants and the Browns jockeying already getting up higher in the draft you have the Jets two at six the Broncos at five so there's going to be some hot competition there so I think anything that the Giants can consider that can give them a leg up if they need it is something they need to pursue.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. The Bills jumping up to twelve after trading Tyron Taylor at the end of last week, and the Cardinals at fourteen, a potential quarterback needy team as well. And and some of these things will change with free agency, uh, but from the Giants perspective they won't be in on Kirk Cousins or signing a quarterback. But what do you expect will be, you know, the biggest uh hole they'll be looking to fill this upcoming week?
1: It's definitely offensive line, and Andrew Norwell is the guy who's made the most sense from day one. Um, He is the Carolina Panthers all-pro left guard who has hit free agency and is the big fish, so to speak. Uh, Nate Solder, a left tackle from the Patriots, Mm -hmm. is also an attractive option, but there's already been talk uh, of either the Patriots re-signing him and being a great location or the team like the Houston Texans and Denver Broncos both showing interest there. I think Norwell, because Gettleman signed him originally out of Ohio State as an undrafted free agent in 2014, you know he values him. You know the Giants need help. Gettleman has talked about improving the line, even on the interior, not just on the tackles, because I think his quote was, "You never, I've never seen a quarterback who said to his lineman, just let him through the middle guys and I'll, take you, I'll handle the rest. <laughs> so uh, Norwell could really help them. And Justin Pugh, who has been their left guard – He's versatile enough and good enough where I think he's going to get too much money on the market uh, and end up going elsewhere. He wants to win right away. So offensive line is where you have to look for the Giants to improve. But there's a lot of holes they're looking to fill. They need some corner depth. Um, we still don't know what they're going to do with Eli Apple there, but they need corner depth after releasing Rogers Cromarty. I think they need another receiver, especially if they, as a lot of people expect, but hasn't happened yet. That they cut Brandon Marshall, which save mm-hmm. them cap room. They could, of course, keep him too. So, a lot to watch there.
0: Is DRC out? Uh, you know, him being released this weekend. You think that's part of a the culture change uh, that you know Dave Gettleman and others are trying to instill, or is that reading a little bit too much into his suspension last year?
1: I, well, I think no. I think a little bit of it has to do with that. I, I think most of it, though, is that they could save six and a half million against the cap by doing it. Um, and you know he's he has he is a guy who tends to be banged up, but he also plays through injuries. I mean, a lot of us, myself included, a lot of people cover the team. Even though we saw the financial savings they could obtain by cutting him, we're still not sure whether they'd actually do it because he's so versatile. He played the slot when Apple got drafted. He likes playing on the outside and can play the outside. They even had him at free safety at times last year. So they're really missing a huge kind of a Swiss army knife in their defensive backfield there. And that's a position that every team always wants, you know, it's, it's like a defenseman in the NHL. You can never have enough of them. Yeah. And so there's it going back to my old beat there. So (laughs) that was a, that was an interesting decision by the giants, but clearly they need cap space. If they're going to sign a guy like Norwell and if they're going to give Beckham his extension and then go get other pieces too.
0: Sure, and uh, big week, not just for the Jets with Kirk Cousins, but uh, for the Giants as well as they try to you know, fill some holes and, and get ready uh, to see what they could do in the draft, of course, as well. Pat Leonard, New York Daily News. Thank you, Pat.
1: You got it, Pete. Thanks for having me.